Welcome to the Shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am your host, Dad. With me is... Cool by me. Oh, I thought we were done with your list, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you saw my full list, finally. What, what do you think? <laughs> oh. Well, first we spent like 30 episodes going through it by season. Now we're going through it by uh, the best of each genre. Yeah, I... I, I I should probably remove some, but I just can't. I just can't. I, I feel like I feel like this is just the the the, the fucking list. Like, it's it just too good to to just call first. So I th- I think this is good. I, I just need to do um, uh, some smaller categories, like I don't know, best short or whatever. Uh, add just maybe a few, and then this should be golden. So let let just continue. <laughs> Yeah, yeah this, just conti- this list is colossal. I love it. <laughs> so, so we'll go with uh, you chose best drama today. Okay. So uh, we're starting with the Concrete Revolution, uh, Cho Jin Genso. I do not remember talking about this. What was the English name? Uh, just Concrete Revolution. Uh, it's the superhero show. It, it tells you so, nothing. Well, I have the Andy list entry open. I'm just looking over it quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about some uh, superhuman bureaus. There's some um, well, there, there, there's some people with superpowers that ends up uh, working there. Uh, and they uh, investigate cases um, uh, involving uh, superhumans. And uh, I put this in drama because especially season two, uh, it it gets a bit dramatic. And as I told in the proper episode where we covered it, uh, season two gets really, really fucking good. You see, um, season one starts with a bit... uh, uh, cases that seem just disconnected, but uh, you can see that in this society over there, uh, it just seems to become like worse, worse. It, j- it just seems to go worse and worse. There's just something um, th- that's going to implode in the background, a- and then it just happens in season two and just fucking fantastic. Yeah, like it, it a just... story that can build this like sense of dread yeah, yeah, over multiple it... episodes. It just it just builds up to um, to 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 season two and just it just goes beautifully. Uh, I highly recommend it. All right, next on the list is ninety one days. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the it's the mafia drama. Yeah, I saw the first episode of this. It was pretty good. It's really fantastic. It's it's re- it's a proper uh, mafia drama. Yeah, there's tons and tons of Yakuza stories. It's interesting to see one that's specifically in another country. And uh, it's also a bit of an action anime, but it's it's definitively a drama. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not exactly watching this for the action. You're watching this for the drama, so that's why I put it there. So yeah, that, that one is uh, fantastic not to be missed. All right, next is Boku Dake ga Inai Machi, 
I've been I've been talking about this so fucking much, so I'm not going to cover it again. Yeah. It, 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 it's still a masterpiece. Uh, Tokyo Revenger just tried to to take uh, the fucking plot from this and just completely gone failed. Yeah, this is high on my list of stuff I want to watch. God, watch it. It's it's a masterpiece. If I have to make a, a small list of of stuff that uh, I consider like to be a masterpiece, the this will be on it. All right. Next Maho Shoujo Medoka Magica. Yeah, you know about my Magica. I yeah. don't need to explain this. <laughs> yeah, anyone listening to this knows what magic Madoka Magica is. It's really uh, it, freaking good. Watch if it. you do, if you don't know, you, you really need to stop uh, the podcast and go watch it right now. It's probably like uh, top two anime of the decade. Yeah, it's freaking incredible. People are still talking about it a decade later for a good reason. And no thanks to the spin-off though. The, the spin-off is absolute shit. Don't watch it. Yeah, there's multiple spin-off manga. I haven't read any of them. I he- hear their crap though. Yeah. yeah, the 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 crazy thing is that there's a few spin-off manga that came here and apparently they're not good, but consider this, there's a few spin-off manga that didn't come here. Oh, do they have fan translations? Do you know? Uh, uh, maybe, but I mean by that that they, they uh, imagine how shit they they must be. Yeah, for them to not milk the cash cow. Yeah, exactly. So Madoka is fantastic, but uh, uh, avoid the other material. Uh, by the way, the first two movies are recap. Don't watch these for uh, your uh, first uh, watch. Uh, because recap just uh, they, they they tend to be made for the audience who already have seen the series. Uh, what what you what you're doing uh, if you just watch the recap is that uh, you're missing a lot of scenes because it has to be compressed for the cinema. However, the third movie is a continuation, and this one's good because Gen Rubachi is actually involved. Oh, so you should watch the series then the third the, movie. Yes. And then I believe there's another movie coming uh, that uh, Gany Robochi have told us that it's it's been written for a long time. So, oh, sweet! Looking forward to that. Hopefully, it'll be good. But if Gany Robochi is involved, I'm interested. Yeah. If he's not involved, I'm not interested. The worst thing is that a third season of the fucking Gacha spin-off has been announced. I'm like, why? I'm hating season two already. Gacha shit makes money. Yeah, yeah, but the anime is so horrible. But anyways, let's just move on. All right, next is uh, Sangatsu no Lion. Yeah, Marsh comes to you like a lion. Uh, I only watched a little bit of this, but it was excellent. This is definitively a drama. Uh, There's a bit of slice of life. There's a bit of comedy. So so it's kind of a nod trio of jars. But uh, yeah, this is about a high schooler uh, professional shogi player and his uh, dramatic life. Yeah, and and the orange haired girl desperately needs head pats. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the, this is absolutely amazing. 
th this is close to uh, being called a masterpiece. Um, the, the animation is just beautiful. Uh, when there's things happening uh, to one character, um, they, they sometimes like animates how it how he feels, and it just. Uh, and season one specifically, the, the Yamada arc, it was the pinnacle of the series for me. And you just need to see that arc. That arc was just so fucking goddamn good. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. It's just, I'm paralyzed by all these choices I have of entertainment. Yeah, you, you just gotta. <laughs> but all right, let, let's just move on. So, uh, and Angel Beat, uh, the the you know the the visual novel company Key is involved. Uh, I think they they've done the story for this, so you know it's going to be like a, a heart wrenching story, oh. and it kind of is. I had a roommate in college who tried to get me into this, but I think I was uh, busy with finals at the time. Oh god, uh, it would have just wrecked you. Because it it's it just really good. It's the kind of show that you, you'll watch an episode, you won't see uh, the next, the next, the next. However, I have heard that uh, uh, stuff coming from uh, Key, uh, they're kind of predictable. So if, if you watch Clanad and all of the other stuff, maybe this one won't be so surprising. Because I've heard that they they write um, the, the the way that they write their stuff. It's like they write it in the same way every time. But whatever. All right. Next is B stars. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a drama. Uh, I'm not sure what more I can say about it. How can I even sell it quickly? It's uh, it, the the 3D CG is amazing. Uh, it's a well, it's a it's a it's ah. <laughs> the, the word just don't come out. It, it's about herbivore versus carnivore uh, having to live together. Yeah, there's all sorts of stories that have uh, animal people acting mm -hmm. in human-like situations. This one's different because they still act like animals. Yeah, th th this one is the real stuff. It's real good, and I think it's actually uh, cleverly written. So uh, this is one to watch. Yeah, I read a, a, sh it was a sh short series of comics by the author of Beastars. Is mm -hmm. talking about growing up with her dad being a famous mangaka who made Crappler Baki. Mm -hmm. and he was just always at work, but when he'd come home, he'd uh, just look forward to the food his wife would make, and uh, he'd give cartooning tips to his daughter. Just wholesome stuff. Nice, nice. So, uh, the next one, Death Parade, it, uh, it's a pretty good one. So how, yeah, the how to... first episode was pretty intriguing. Yeah, uh, this is... Uh, the, the main character just finds itself uh, in a bar, and uh, it, 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 they're, the people in the bar, they're actually... Um, 
what could I call them? Angels of death? Maybe they—they uh, they have to, um, to, to, you know, the, the, uh, dead people arrives in the bar and they don't know they're dead usually, and um, the angels of death, the sh or just the Shinigami, I don't remember how. Yeah, yeah, just the arbiter. Uh, they, they they end up putting the people in certain situation for the true colors to uh, come out and then decide if um, they uh, go in hell or I think it's just the void because it's Japanese and it's actually the the Buddhist interpretation here, or reincarnation. Yeah. Uh, the Greek term for this is psychopomp. Oh, someone whose job is to like carry de recently dead people to the afterlife and there's a lot of fiction about this across various genres and time periods yeah and I, I, across different culture probably yeah definitely Be because i mean uh, psychopomp is uh, is from greece and this is more of uh, you know an an eastern religion thing yeah, but this anime definitely qualifies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in the end, if you think about it, um, it it's the same concept, but with some difference. Yeah, it's show taking them to like one final moral judgment before deciding what to do with them in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. The game itself is not as important as how the people respond to the game. Yes. All right, so moving on to uh, Oseki no Kuni, also known as the Land of the Lustrous. Yeah, like I said before, I got notch nauseous watching this. Why? Oh, uh, yeah, the, the camera really moves, right? Yeah, it's just the CG does not agree with my how my brain and inner, inner ear works. I felt like I was going to fall over the whole time just watching this. Strange. But uh, this is also studio arranged uh, who did Beastar, and the CG in this is actually pretty good. And not not only this, but they actually make use of the fucking 3D camera, which no other 3D shows does. Yeah, it had good CG, and I did notice the camera pa panning around and doing things like it was a real movie. Yeah, but, actual good use of a 3D camera. How about that? That's just crazy. Never yes. seen this before. So I can recommend it to people. It's just... <laughs> I got, I got, I got motion it. sickness watching it, man. That, getting that's just weird. Getting freaking vertigo. <laughs> All right, let's just move on to uh, Inuyashiki. Yeah, I. it's always interesting when a story's stars an old person because it's usually about young people going on adventures this is about this old bastard whose body is falling apart and uh is it a spoiler to say what happens to him i believe he's only like 40 years old or something oh no no he's he's, he's 58 yeah he's pretty old but he looks like he's fucking 70. yeah he's just yeah he's just got shitty health but, but yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, oh, I'll just say it. Uh, aliens come and make him into a cyborg. 
Yeah, that's pretty it, crazy. Yeah, and things get crazier from there. It's by the same guy who did Gantz, which, despite despite a lot of flaws in Gantz, it's one of my favorites. Like, years after reading it, it still pops up in my mind all the time. Yeah, uh, I remember the same season I dropped uh, Osama game, uh, the King's game, which uh, was just basically torture porn. And I feel uh, Inuyashiki also had uh, some really hard scene to watch, but there was actually something uh, behind. I feel like there was a message. There was like, there was a goal, a point that and it wasn't just torture porn. Yeah. So yeah, watch it. <laughs> okay. Next on the list is Kaiji. Yeah, Kaiji. It counts because uh, the latest arc. Uh, well, it aired in the two thousand tens. This is the one where uh, there's uh, this is the arc with the um, pachinko machine. Oh yeah, uh, he plays this really expensive and rigged pachinko machine. Like he takes out big loans with the yakuza just to be able to afford to play this thing. Oh, that, that 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 arc was so fucking amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen the anime, but the manga of this was incredible. I just I read it all, the whole arc in one sitting. It was bro, so bro, freaking good. Bro, you 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 gotta watch the anime. Watching it animated was pretty nuts. Uh, not only this, but this was not even picked up officially by anyone at the time. So you had to go with the fan subs. And whoever picked it, uh, they were kind of lazy. And uh, with with all fucking fan subs, they wouldn't tell you what happened uh, if they were not on time. So uh, you could see in the comments everyone freaking out. I I I need I need my weekly fix of uh, watching balls roll because you know it's a pachinko machine. Yeah, and the, the shit he does to try to win at this rigged pachinko game is just unbelievable. That's why I, I, I love Kaiji. It's it's crazy. I put I put between parentheses gambling psychological. I don't really have a jar a, a different jars for these uh, because there, there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of anime uh, with these jars, so I just put it in drama. Yeah, uh, it fits. I think. Yeah, there's a whole lot of drama going on, so I'll I'll allow it. All right, so next is the Nagino Asuka. It's an anime that um, I, I'll admit it's been very good, but I never want to see it. Yeah, I remember you saying this was just emotionally harrowing for you. Yeah, it's it just extremely melodramatic, and I'm like, uh, I, 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 I somewhat can stand this. It, it activates like the the waja, and it just like ugh. You know what the Waja is? No. It's kind of like um, it's usually embarrassment by a proxy. Oh, yeah, it's and melodramatic stuff like this just kind of activated, and it's just kind of painful to watch. Yeah, I know the feeling. But but yeah, the, the, this is a bit uh, too melodramatic for my taste. But ultimately, I'll say it was good. 
if you want some very fucking dramatic story, uh, some very uh, dramatic romance story, this is it. Well, I watched a lot of Fushigi Yugi when I was a teenager, and that's incredibly melodramatic. <laughs> that shoujo series. Mm. But that's shoujo with a lot of action. Kept me mm. entertained. Uh, the evil wizard with a mask I showed you. Oh, uh, yeah. SBC is from that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. It's also an early isekai. All right, so let's move on to Ping Pong, the animation. We covered that, like, last episode. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, next is Rosen Maiden. Zürkirk's plan or Rosen Maiden 2013. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak kraut. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, Rosen Maiden is fucking amazing. I only know it from like reaction pics and shit. Yeah, this, 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 Yes, <laughs> that that's fucking old. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rosen Maiden is a really uh, fantastic series, and I felt like the the drama in it is actually really fantastic. Uh, season one, uh, you have uh, the main character, this boy who just got. Uh, he doesn't want to go to school anymore because he got bullied. And in the end, uh, him and his doll, Shinku, they, they just end up um, uh, just how to say. He, ju he just ends up um, getting over it with her help. And then uh, season two has been. It's kind of shit, honestly. I don't know what happened, but I think it's uh, it's mostly filler. And then th there's this one, season three, uh, which I believe is from another Rosen Maiden series. There's something really strange with the series. There's like multiple uh, iteration of it, and I I forget why. There's something weird. Maybe you 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 might want to. Uh, to read that in the wiki, but whatever. Uh, it, it, it's after season one, and you meet um, an alter, an alternate, um, ver, an alternate reality version of the main character. Uh, if he never went back to school. Oh, that's always an interesting idea. I so like that, that alternate universe kind of storytelling. So it's kind of really interesting. And uh, the drama is just as good as season one. Uh, also, the, the opening for that season is amazing. W one of the finest opening of all time. Of season three? Yes. Actually, all Rose and Maiden has pretty good uh, opening. Uh, all three seasons, the openings are fucking fantastic. The, the right. end, I'll look the it ending, up later. Yeah, the ending of season three and season one are, are also really fucking good. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to uh, Sekuraso no Pet Nakanojo. Uh, this could be a, a slight comedy. This could be a slice of life. But I'll see what made it stand out was it drama and how good the drama was 
Because uh, a lot of times, sometimes drama, uh, people, uh, there's always a character that makes no fucking sense and that just piss off. Uh, that pissed me off. I hate uh, drama with a character that just, you know, drama that just makes no sense. And I felt like all the drama in this show just fucking made sense and is actually uh, relatable to uh, sh it should be relatable to most people if you're into anime you might uh, relate to that uh, it, it ends up being a story that, that's um, that's a kind of kind of a, of more of a normal guy that just ends up uh, joining this uh, this school dormitory that's full of absolute fucking geniuses and um, the the main girl in the series she's uh, it's never told what she has but she, she's actually a nearly non-functioning artist or something and um you have this contrast between just uh, normal people and uh, absolute geniuses. And uh, the main character uh, uh, gets frustrated. And there's also uh, the other characters that, are, that of course, have uh, the pro a problem of their own. And it's it just fantastic. An amazing... Uh, just an amazing mix of slice of life, comedy, drama. And it, it's w truly one of the best of the genre. Man, this... I need to add this to my list. I don't think I put it there oh, before. You don't think you did? Maybe I didn't sell it um, good enough the last time. But but this one is one of my favorites. I I even bought the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's not on my list. I'm gonna add that. Oh, please do, please do. This this is one not to miss, and I believe where the anime ends, like uh, of course it's not like a complete ending, but it's uh, it's satisfying enough. Unfortunately, I've heard that the light novel ending is shit, so I don't know. I I, I don't know if the people who are, who have been reading it until the end are right, but uh, that's what I've heard. All right, let's continue. Uh, Shoujo Kagiki review Starlight. This is the one with a giraffe, right? Yes. That's yes. all. It's about all I remember. Yes, uh, Kagiki uh, is basically stage girl. Okay. During during a high school uh, that's dedicated to uh, training them for uh, theater performance. And uh, the, the first episode just seems like some generic crap, I don't know. And then it, it suddenly happened. Yeah, uh, the end of the first episode got weird. Yeah, 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 it got weird to the least. Uh, they end up being into this magical uh, competition uh, between the, the girl in the same class and... Um, uh, during those song battles, uh, to to be the the one to um, I don't remember is it is it the power of the starlight I I, I don't know I, I'm not sure anymore but the, the songs battle were fucking phenomenal like holy fucking shit yeah if I watch one of the many idol shows. 
uh, you've recommended. This will probably be it. Yeah, you could maybe call it an idol show. I wouldn't be mad, but uh, yeah, this one's good. Definitely do watch. All right, so uh, moving on to Steinsgate. This is also one of the, the probably my choice for anime of the decade. So it, it, just watch it. Yeah, I still gotta watch it, man. <laughs> there's uh, there's the visual novel. Uh, I have not uh, played it, but it's good supposedly. There's also the new version. There's less description. However, everything is animated. That that is crazy. And obviously, there's the anime. Because of how the visual novel is, which is pretty linear, and since it deals with uh, time traveling, it it could even um, it could even do the the end game game overs because of time traveling. So it's uh, it's an amazing adaptation of the game, actually. Um, there's a manga adaptation of it too. If I want to s- speed through it, but it's it's probably shit. Why do you say that? I I don't think I have heard of a manga adaptation of uh, of something that wasn't a manga first that was uh, good. Uh, I read the Madoka manga. It was decent, but yeah, not as good as the anime. Yes, yeah, so I don't just watch the anime. <laughs> yeah, just watch the anime. I got no but, excuse. But, but yeah, uh, this one, uh, it, it starts as some sort of a really chill slice of life. You, you've got uh, the, the, this weird band of geeks, uh, and then they accidentally discover. Uh, uh, well, they they accidentally. Uh, discover a time travel they can send uh, text through time and then they discover that it actually uh, changed the present when they do that and And uh, things get really nuts from there yeah I've heard there's references to various uh, real life philosophies and claimed time travelers uh, yeah, b- basically, uh, there's a lot of um, science babble, and it's probably some of the most believable and um, entertaining science babble I've ever heard. Yeah. It is extremely fucking well written because usually science babble is just either not believable or you just lose people. But this one, it's actually the main attraction. The science babble. Uh, a lot of it is actually based on uh, real uh, on real theories, and there's also uh, that internet time traveler's theory. W- what was it called again? John Titor. Yes, uh, uh, they actually have shoved this in there, and it's just fantastic. So, just watch it. It's one of the best fucking anime. Uh, a yeah. forum I used to go, we uh, we agreed to not uh, compare things to Stein Gates anymore because it's just too good. Is it better than Berserk? Uh, Ber- Berserk holds a special place in my heart that I just ca- I cannot do this. But it, uh, it, it let's just say if you had multiple pedestal, 
uh, Berserk and Steins Gate will be up there. Yeah, I heard that uh, Star Trek The Next Generation hired uh, full-time writers just to handle all the all the techno babble in the series. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised because that techno babble is really hard to write. Uh, if it's shit, you just lose people. If it's too complicated, you lose people. So uh, that, that's hard. Yeah. So I really need to watch Steins Gate. Do it. <laughs> but we should devote a whole episode to it sometime. Oh, sure, sure. So, anyways, moving on to uh, Terraformers. Yeah, this is just... I'd put this more in action than in drama, but it, it could go in both. This is about... There, there's, uh, a, there, there's a good reason why I've put this in drama. Why did I like Terraformers? The action was nice, but why I liked it was the drama. So, uh, uh, t- t- uh, first, uh, t- tell everyone what it's about. Yeah, um, this is about astronauts who fight roach people on Mars with insect superpowers, and it's a lot better than I'm making it sound. Yeah, uh, basically, what happened is that uh, um, as, uh, as a scientist. A science experiment went wrong. The roach on Mars, uh, they began evolving and uh, they look like um, uh, Homo erectus. They, they look like cavemen. And they're extremely fucking strong. So uh, for for them to not be a threat to humanity in the future, uh, they took uh, people with fucking shit lives and um, they went through uh, some uh, surgery with a very low percent of survival that uh, that uh, mix them with insect and give them insect power to hunt the cockroach on Mars. This is ridiculous, and this is why this is amazing. Why am I putting this in drama? Because uh, as they land, everything fucking goes wrong. Jeez, everything goes wrong. They're immediately confronted uh, by the uh, cockroach, and they're already fighting for their lives. As they're fighting for their life, uh, you you see uh, it focuses on a, on a character. You see parts of their life. What their fucking shit life led to this. And and then a bit more action, a bit more of uh, past drama, action, drama. You see the people are just getting fucking slaughtered, and, and between you just see the drama, and just it's phenomenal. Season one was amazing, and that's why I'm putting putting it in drama. You, you're not exactly watching this for the action; you're just watching this for the amazingly timed. Uh, drama backstory of their fucking shit life leading to this. Yeah, Battle Angel Alita does something similar where it goes into the a lengthy backstory of each major character. It helps you to understand them better and that makes the stakes in the present feel a lot stronger. It, it just that the direction for season one was just phenomenal. It that that that's why you gotta watch it. Uh, season two was kind of shit. It changed studios. Uh, the amazing art, the amazing kind of like scene and the art was just nurtured. 
However, uh, season two uh, just kind of moved on from, uh, you know, the flashbacks and everything. They're still present, but not as much. So I don't know, maybe it's for the best that it uh, just changed. But season one is definitely a most watch. Yeah, and make sure you get the uncensored version. Because the version they showed on TV has some of the shittiest censoring I've ever seen. Oh, good lord, it's, it's horrible. So yeah, watch it uncensored. It, it was so bad that uh, I believe Crunchyroll and Co. had to ask for the uncensored version or something. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, after like three episodes, they got it uncensored. Because it was this fucking bad. Like, you can't watch this censor. Yeah, we're not talking about a little bit of blurring. We're talking about shadows covering three quarters of the screen. It was awful. Yeah, yeah so I imagine that uh, none of this problem if you get the Blu-ray version. Yeah. Anyways, let's just move on. Uh, Akunawana. Uh, this one was uh, quite something. This is definitely a more artsy one. Uh, you, you, you've got uh, the main character, he loves reading books, and he's obsessed about the Baudelaire, Les Fleurs du Mal, or The Flowers of Evil, which is kind of like a, a, a compilation of poems. Okay. And... Um, what ends up happening is that uh, he ends up meeting some absolutely uh, fucking crazy girl, and his um, his life co- goes upside down because of it. Uh, you see, uh, this boy has had a crush on a super normal girl, and his super normal town, and his you know boring life. And then he ends up being um, having a choice between the normal, boring girl and the more exciting life uh, that the, the crazy girl offers. Oh, shit. One of the reviews says it brings to mind Oyasumi Pun Pun, which is about the most depressing thing I've ever read in my whole fucking life. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, this is similar. I should check it out. I love this depressing shit. Uh, the anime was really fucking strange because it's rotoscope. Oh, and, so it looks a lot more realistic, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it has a lot of weird archy shit. At some point, there's an end, there's a, an episode where where the main character just kind of walks, and he just kind of walks for eight minutes. But th- th- there's some scenes in the anime that are just fucking amazing, and I should probably uh, just copy it and put it in best study. I-, I think I think that's what I I will do. I, I will put a copy in best study. Yeah, weirdness is why I got into anime in the first place. Yeah, this is some weird shit, and I really recommend it. You, uh, you will ne- you will never see anything like that. All right. So next on the list is Citrus. Let me just get my... Uh, where the fuck was I? There it is. Yeah, Citrus. It, it, it's a good Yuri. It's... Uh, 
it's very dramatic. So uh, you, you have, uh, you know, the, the two girls that you see on an analyst, uh, they, they ends up being a stepsister. Suddenly, one day. And uh, they're two very different girls. You got the Gyaru, and then you get the, the girl that comes from a, a little more prestigious family. You know, she's the student council president, I believe. Or, or was it the, uh, the disciplinary committee? I'm not sure anymore. But anyways, uh, the girl with the black hair, uh, May, she, she, she kind of has led a fucked up life. And um, she kind of ends up uh, leading the main character. And then the, the next time just completely rejecting her. And uh, it's it just kind of a drama, a Yuri drama that keeps you on your toes. And prevents scurvy. <laughs> well, prevents scurvy? Yeah, because it's citrus. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> All right, let's just move on from that. All right, so, speak, speaking of sweet sweetness in the title, we have Happy Sugar Life. Yeah, Happy Sugar Life. I think I talked about that rather recently. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah you said it. Uh, the premise seems like pedo shit, but it's yeah, yeah, really it's wholesome. It's not. There's, there's like nothing sexual at all about it. Uh, it's really about some uh, some girl that has led a really fucked up life, and she she, she ends up finding this little girl, and uh, she she just ends up uh, protecting her from uh, the outside, and uh, the main girl goes full yandere, and uh, it, I kind of never seen anything like this. Yenderis are kind of rare in anime, actually, which is kind of strange because the, uh, with Mirai Nikki, they were really fucking popular for a while. Yeah, Mirai Nikki was all right. Yeah, I, I still need to watch it, actually. <laughs> uh, the main protagonist is a complete pussy, and his girlfriend does everything important. Yeah, yeah, that I know. I've seen some episodes. But yeah, Happy Sugar Life, it's, um, it's some fun, sh fucked up shit. Yeah, I'm going to add that to my list, too. Must have missed it the first time we covered it, but it sounds I, pretty cool. All right, so next is Rainbow. You, you read the manga, didn't you? Yeah, uh, new chapters are coming out every couple of days. <laughs> it's almost done. Nice, nice. That, 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 that's good to her. Because there'll probably never be another season of the anime. Oh, God. That, that, that's kind of sad. Uh, Madhouse, do they rarely make season two? I think they rarely does. But, but yeah. Yeah, it was like in 2010, Jesus. Yeah, we covered this pretty early on the podcast, and it was such a cool idea. You sold me on it so well. I just went out and immediately read all of the manga that was available in English. So, okay, okay, can you tell me what it's about then? So, so that I... I... Uh, the analyst description is pretty good. Yeah, sure, read it. Seven teenagers in 1955 have to learn to live together in the same hold in the reformery, reformatory of Shonan. 
Confined in a hall where suffering and humiliation are daily, they are waiting for a ray of hope in a dark, incarcerating world. The story follows their life together and how they move on afterwards. Yes, so, so, ba so basically their, their youth, uh, something like um, uh, not all that long ago after World War II, so th their generation have been completely fucked over and they just have to stick together and just try to live in society yeah these these boys just form an eternal friendship while in prison and i can't spoil all the stuff that happens but a lot of cool stuff happens this is a fantastic series and it became one of my favorites mm -hmm. um akira kurosawa did a, a live action movie that also took place shortly after World War II. Mm -hmm. It was about a factory owner who was so afraid Japan would be nuked again. He was trying to get his family to move to Brazil with him. But they think he's crazy because like, being controlled by America means they're making lots of money. Mm -hmm. And he just gets more and more desperate as the movie goes on. It's... Is that a good movie? Yeah, Kurosawa makes nothing but good movies. He's like the live-action Osamu Tezuka. We, we, we should watch it uh, one, one day in movie night if it's watchable. Uh, yeah, I forget what it was called. Just look up Kurosawa's movies. It'll be on there. All right, so moving on. Uh, Real Life. I talked about that also rather recently. Uh, s s some dude, um, he just cannot get a, a. He just, if I recall correctly, he just cannot uh, get get a job, and then eventually he, he gets an offer uh, to take some pill that will uh, change his body back to a high schooler, and then uh, relive the what was the the last uh, high school year of his life. It, no, he does not go back in time. He just relive high school for one year. And he does it because at the end he will be uh, guaranteed a job. Uh, the point of doing that is uh, is to teach uh, the character um, you know, various life skills. He, he just have to go, to go into this uh, foreign environment. He doesn't know any, anyone and extra. And uh, you just have to to deal with people again, you know? Yeah. Oh, I looked up that movie. It's called mm -hmm. I Live in Fear from 1955. All right. I'll put so that in the show notes. Kick-ass Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, nothing else said about real life. It's good, and I still need to watch those fucking final OVA episodes. I just always put put it off. There's always more things to watch, and it pisses me off. Uh, the next one is um, uh, uh, no, no. I think I move. I move that one. Let, let the me Shumatsu. Just... Uh, no, no, Shumatsu. I removed it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's when the tempest. I actually put it into mystery. No problem. So let's just move on. Where was uh Oh, Shinsekai Yori. Uh, I actually moved that too, sorry. It's all right. While we're talking about that, I, I did a lot of moving. But uh, now I'm at um, 
Right. Yari Oreno Session Love Comedy wa Machigateri. I didn't know where to put this. Was it Slife or Soft Life? Was it Comedy? Uh, I feel like the, the anime got more dramatic as the season went on with uh, with the last season going pretty dramatic. So I, I decided to put this into drama, but it, it could probably also go into the uh, the comedy slash slice of life category. So whatever. Yeah, I, just... I, I do not remember talking about this. It's been too long, but some of the reviews on Andy List are promising. And let me just talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's my teen romantic comedy snafu. So, so you have a uh, decente social uh, high school student named uh, Ikigaya Chiman with a distorted view on life and no friends or, or girlfriend. Uh, you know, he's kind of uh, really pessimistic because he's kind of a geek. Uh, and when she's his classmate uh, talking excitedly about living their adolescent lives, his mothers, they're a bunch of liars. Uh, when he is asked about his future dreams, they respond, not working. A teacher gets Hatchman to join uh, the volunteer service club, which happens to have uh, the school prettiest girl, Yukinushita Yukino, uh, which uh, she kinds of have uh, problems of her own too, and um, they they end up uh, solving pr- pr- uh, the problems of other c- characters and and uh, the story, but Achiman just kind of have a, a particular way of sacrificing himself sometime and uh, how how he solves things. And it leads a bit to some problem. Uh, this is a really good one, but as I said, I really did not like the season, the last season. It, it got too too dramatic. I felt like the, the drama and uh, this series was actually kind of realistic. It was actually believable. That is, until the last season, which was a bit too melodramatic. Not only it was melodramatic, but it missed... Uh, a lot of the other characters, so that kind of sucked, but oh well. Yeah, the protagonist sounds kind of like me, except for the part where girls are interested in him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I just noticed, uh, look, this is the character designer for that. And for some reason for their avatar, they use Bomberman being trapped by his own bomb and about to die. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this icon, Pokkan Eight. It, it's probably his uh, his Twitter icon or something. Yeah, but I guess that's the kind of feeling he wants to instill in the viewer. <laughs> Fucking bomber, man. Anyways, then uh, we're done with the drama. Do, do do you still want to go on, or this is enough for now? Yeah, let's do the harem list. It's pretty short. All right, harem list. Let me just find it quickly because my fucking text file is massive. There it is. Yeah, there it, it is. Best it, you. Oh, oh I was, I was sorry, gonna sorry, say, RM, RM, RM. Yeah, I was gonna say where's Monster Musume, but that's in the etchy. Yeah, that's in the etchy. 
you know, RM actually, there's probably some stuff that will be interchangeable, but I've decided, uh, I'm trying to put this uh, uh, to have the least uh, repeat as possible. Yeah, I get it. So first on the harem list is Date Alive. Yeah, Date Alive, I'm hyped uh, for season four of that. Uh, this is a really fucking weird one. Uh, as I've said uh, when we covered this back then, did uh, the, the first arc of uh, the anime will filter a lot of fucking people because uh, there's a, a massive uh, wall of uh, of uh, cognitive dissonance, I could say. W- what I mean by that is that uh, it's an anime that wanted its cake and needed to. Uh, it is. It starts as being a, a parody of uh, a Naram show. You're like, okay, this is fine. But this is also a proper RM show, which has dead fucking serious moments. And who, who is best girl? Kirikimi uh, Takiseki. Okay, black-haired girl with red ribbons. Yes. All right. But yeah. If I, whenever I watch this, I'll keep that in mind so I can argue with you later. Uh, basically, uh, in this world, uh, th- there's been uh, spirits who have been um, a- ha- appearing um, uh, on the planet. And when they appear, they do those... Ma- um, it does those massive space quakes things. Uh, wish or like, uh, j- just imagine like uh, um, uh, when they appear, it, it just do like a massive explosion around them. L- like all the matter is just heated; it doesn't oh, exist anymore. Like, like a black hole. Yeah, so uh, they're kind of really fucking dangerous. Yeah. However, uh, yeah, one it, of the Shin Megami Tensei games had the same plot. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Strange uh, Journey on the DS. It had uh, black holes appearing out, out of just in random places on Earth and like teams of soldiers being sent into them. But black. It, it, I believe the. Um, wait, well, let me just check. Data Live. Uh, be, because I believe those two shows are. Th- those twos are very close. Data Live, the light novel started and. 2011 and the strange journey that was a couple years earlier i think i played it in the late zeros it's uh 2009 maybe daughter was uh, inspired by this could be but there's no harem shit in strange journey no but just the space quake thing with i mean Maybe there's no correlation, but I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, might be inspired by it, might not. All right, so I'll continue. So, so you have uh, the, the, this main character. Uh, it turns out that his little sister uh, is the captain of uh, of of this ship called Fractionus, and she's the leader of some group trying to uh, free the spirits. Uh, To do so, 
uh, well, the main character, he apparently, uh, because of something that happened in the past, he actually have a special power. He can seal the spirit's power. And by doing so, uh, the, the, the spirits could live in uh, this world as normal girls. However, to do so, he has to ask them out on a date. Uh, they're, um, they have to be pretty happy and then um, seal their powers with a kiss. <laughs> That's so anime. Yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous. And, and this is exactly... Uh, the, the, the character goes into the ship, and, and then the, the little sister character who was like... Uh, who used to love Ronichan, uh, suddenly she's this... Uh, she becomes this hard-ass character that... Uh, that, that that just constantly belittles her, uh, her her big brother. She keeps switching between the two characters. That that's fucking hilarious. And then she presents th this fucking group of of goddamn losers that are there to um to, to give the protagonist uh, date tips. And, and it's just ridiculous. It goes from ridiculous to dead fucking serious when the character is actually um, presented with danger and has to actually uh, protect the spirit and uh, seal the deal with a kiss. So it goes from ridiculous to serious. And this this is going to filter a lot of fucking people because honestly, uh, the first arc is kind of shit. And you have to just get used to, to this ridiculousness. Right. Yeah, I, I gotta watch this. It sounds pretty freaking cool. No, I, I love it. I absolutely love Data Live, and I feel like um, it gets better as it goes on, but the first arc is kind of shit. And as usual in those kind of shows, the more character there are, there are the better it is. So you just have to, to just grit your teeth, go through the first few arc, and then it'll get good. I don't know. I've been led astray before. Like when people said Final Fantasy thirteen turns good 20 hours into it. <laughs> yeah, that's not 20 hours into it. That's just like an hour into it. So there's not as big as a commitment. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. But let's move on. All right. This is crazy. This is one to watch. I love it. There's a visual novel that's out that's called Rio Incarnation. It has three fucking visual novels in it. And we, ne we never got like the, the two older one in it. So it's crazy. So moving on to Nisekoi, it's, it's more like a romance anime. But uh, I'm putting this in a harem because there's just too much character. There's like four, four girls. So I'm I'm just calling it an RM fuck you. Yeah, I'd say if there's three or, or more to choose from, you can call it a harem. Yeah. Yeah, you can just probably uh, put this in romance, but uh, I don't know. I decided to put this in RM. And uh, yeah, uh, it's called Nisekoi False Love because um, the the a main girl, uh, Chitoge, the blonde one, and a main character are, are actually 
a child of uh, two different uh, mafia group, well, Yakuza group. And uh, oh, so do they have a Romeo and Juliet kind of romance? No, it's not that at all. Uh, something happens, and they have to pretend to date each other so that uh, to keep the peace between the two organizations. Oh, like how. Uh, two kingdoms will have an arranged marriage, so they stop fighting each other. Something like that. I see. And, and then but there's, there's the, other the, girls the, in the mix. Yeah, there's another the the brown black haired one. Is the is the childhood friend. Uh, there's the orange girl one. I think she's another childhood friend or something. Uh, she she's actually kind of frail. Uh, she's an absolute troll. And then there's the blue-haired girl, which is actually the, the bodyguard of the uh, of the blonde girl, Chitose. Getting a teenage Chitose. girl as a bodyguard, in case you forgot this was anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I'd say that the childhood friend, Anadera, and the bodyguard, uh, Tsugumi, are best girls. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know anything about this. Uh, this is not bad, but uh, this is a series that has been clearly stretched by uh, uh, who is it? Shonen Jump, I think. It's not written, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't say who published the manga. Yeah, I don't remember who, but uh, it's been uh, a Jump Comics, I think. It might be Shonen Jump, I'm not sure. But anyways, uh, uh, the the manga has been kind of stretched a lot because there uh, there's a mystery with um, the the main character uh, Raku. Uh, he has a heart pendant that apparently has a picture of a childhood friend that he promised uh, to marry as a kid, and um, that um, that mystery is stretched the fuck out like crazy but uh, it's animated by shaft so it's um uh, there's pr there's there's pretty good animation there's some crazy shit uh you watch it for the um uh you watch it for the comedy and the uh well at that time the um uh the 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 uh, how to say this? Uh, the, the wife wars. What, what about the show was really fucking fierce. Yeah, I can see that. It was massively fierce because this this show and manga was really popular. Uh, Once it ended, it got uh, superseded by uh, Gotobun, the the, the quintuplet. But anyways, let's move on. Yeah, that'll happen the, if you have a, a a harem series where the girls are actually quite different. So, uh, Orimo. Oh, I've seen a little bit of yeah. this. Um, I hate incest shit, and the main character is <laughs> yeah. obnoxious. No, I, th I think the main character... Uh, oh, you mean main girl. Yeah, the right? main girl. Yeah, main girl is a, is a tsundere bitch fucker. But uh, this show was just fucking legendary. Uh, it, 
it came like in the early uh, 2010 where uh, anime started to be like really popular and this had a lot of otaku culture yay so um you know it was kind of really fucking good especially season one and then th there was like kuroniko which is best fucking girl uh goko from uh Anilis, if you can see her okay and man it was just good but season two wasn't uh the, this show had really fucking weird shit drama and it probably would have been better without it but but this show is legendary i, ca I cannot not put it in the in the list oh so what is better fang or flesh fang I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with real Fang, but because Flash Fang is just fucking weird. Correct. <laughs> no, I anyway, got nothing to say about this. Let's go on. Uh, from the same author, Eru Manga Sensei. Uh, same exact shit, different character, and uh, he basically took Kuroneko and Spawn and. Um, uh, and and just divided her into multiple character. Uh, I'd say that it's uh, it's it's better balance. The there's only been one season, but the drama uh, never become really shit. However, it never uh, reached the highs that uh, Orimo ever had. So it's not as legendary. And anyways, right. this one also has in incest, according to the yes. tags. Yes. Man, yes. what do people see in that shit? <laughs> Let's just move on to probably the best harem series around. Sinai Ereno Sodate Keta, also known as uh, Saikano Outraise a Boring Girlfriend. Uh, this is about some geek. Um some high school attack who ends up um, uh, wanting to create a visual novel. He ends up uh, being friends with uh, an amazing artist uh, who is also uh, his childhood friend called Eri Spencer. Uh, yes, uh, I believe she's like... Uh, she half uh, English or something? She's... Uh, let, let me check. Is it like Switzerland, Switzerland or some shit? Stop. I don't fucking remember. It doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, she, she she's like all furring or some shit. And uh, he ends up befriending the beautiful Kasumiga uh, Oka uh, Uta, which is an extremely famous uh, light novel author. And then there's um, the third, uh, a very plain girl, Megumi Kato, which uh, the main character uh, ends up uh, meeting her randomly in the streets and uh, thinks that she's perfect for the main character of his visual novel. And it's probably one of the best goddamn RM series I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because in season two, uh, there is a crazy character development. 
I've never seen this in NRM. There is never character development of this level. <laughs> yeah, that's really rare. I should I should watch this. This is really good. And uh, um, are there any teddy monsters? No. Oh, I might watch it anyway because it sounds <laughs> fascinating. It's really good. I really recommend it. Let's just move on to... I think I covered this one very recently. Let let me just get the English uh, name. Uh, yeah, it's 2019. Kawaii Kiribai and Tai Demo Sukini Nate Kurimasuka, also known as Ensuki. Are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's cute? So uh, after cleaning the California uh, Graphic Club uh, room one afternoon, uh, Kiryu Keki finds a love letter addressed to him in the club's desk. Eager at the possibility of finally getting girlfriend, he opens the envelope only to find the world words "I like you" along with a pair of the sender's panties. Uh, he tries to find who sends it, and uh, he ends up. Uh, discovering that uh, some of his friends and some uh, other girls are absolute fucking perverts. Uh, yeah, yeah, the tags show some of the fetishes this devolves into. <laughs> Human pet, sadism, exhibitionism. Yeah, w one girl like being treated as a human pet. One other girl is into a femdom. Uh, Another girl is into smell, etc. It's kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I, see I really like this one. Yeah, I see a character with a whip, and you know what that means. Yeah, she's the femdom one. She, she's not terribly believable, however, because she's extremely petite. But yeah, this is a good one. All right. And next on the list. Uh, Ichiban Ishiro no Daimao. I've seen this forever ago. Uh, 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 wait, RM is not in the tag. Should I put just put it at, uh, in Echi? No, wait, RM was in the tag in my anime list, I believe. Okay, well, just talk about it. Uh, that's the thing I don't fucking remember. I, I yeah, remember it's from it, 2010. I, re I remember it being like really fucking good. And I believe I watched it around then, and uh, that's it. It's some guy who believes that he's destined to become like the, the demon lord or some shit. And then like wacky hijinks happen. And uh, I believe it was just fucking good. I, I loved it. I'm just putting in the list. Fuck you. So let's just move on. Nothing else to say about it. All right. So, uh, so you got uh, this dude who uh, was involved in an accident and he's uh, revived by uh, this uh, this ne ne necromancer called Ukliwood uh, Elsite. Uh, she's kind of a weird one because she cannot speak. Uh, she's so powerful. She cannot speak or else she will uh, just unleash her powers. Oh, there's a Marvel Comics character who had that, but there, there's thousands of Marvel characters. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the, uh, 
he's, the main character is revived and he's a zombie and he ends up having just to live with uh, with her because uh, unlive with her we yeah, unlive with her because uh, well he's stuck with her now uh, he has to uh, it depends on her magic power to live pretty much yeah. and do, do all of his bodily functions still work yeah I believe so He's you see where I'm much... going here. <laughs> no, he's pretty much a, a a normal guy, other than than he's a zombie and he's uh, weak to uh, to the sunlight, because or else just starts to dry up. But yeah. then uh, other character just start to to pop up. You've got uh, the, the, this vampire girl, and then uh you've got this uh this is actually supposed to be a, pe- a pun you've got this uh, weapon clad magical girl and for some reason the main character ends up absorbing air power so uh, when a monster appears uh, yeah yes to um uh to become a weapon clad magical girl and beat the monster Huh. Most Japanese puns rely on understanding of kanji and fuck kanji, man. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is that uh, it's not a maho shoujo, it's a maso shoujo. With a maso, oh. I believe it's just kind of weapon or something. Oh. Oh, we already have a weapons girl anime called Gunsmith Cats, and it's freaking cool. But anyways, uh, this is a comedy series. I abs- I remember absolutely loving it. And uh, season two gets even more crazier. Yeah. Damn it, I want to watch it now. You keep doing this to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> but anyways, let's move on. Let's move on to MM. I'm not sure if I should put this into RM, but of course, there, 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 there's... There's a bunch of girls. They're interested in MC. Uh, I should probably just put this in the comedy slice of life, but whatever. Yeah, we talked about this last episode, I think. Uh, did we? Uh, l- let me check if I didn't already put this in the list. Actually, yes. So, uh, so yeah, I didn't forget about it. Let's remove it and leave it where it is. Yeah, you have a ton of overlap on different categories. It's fine. Yeah, it, it, those are just mistakes because I, I didn't have time to uh, to fix the mistakes. So when there's something that that overlaps that you think that uh, that I did not notice, tell me I'm just gonna fucking delete it. So all right, let's just move on to Monogatari series. Yeah, there's multiple series of this, and they're all about just people standing around talking, but they're they do it in a fascinating way. God, it's animated by Shaft. Just imagine an entire episode of two characters in a room uh, talking. Not very exciting, is it? Nope. It's probably uh, going to be one of the most visually simulating thing you'll ever you'll have ever seen. Uh, yeah, the one where the, uh, the dude is talking to the glasses girl, Hanekawa, and he's mm-hmm. just so unbelievably horny for her, but he's trying to have a normal conversation. And just the visuals of that scene are <laughs> just some of the most incredible depictions of lust I've ever seen. He's amazingly horny for like all characters anyways. 
yeah, it does a good job of getting emotions across. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure how to even explain this shit. The uh, the main character uh, becomes uh, an elf vampire, and then uh, uh, because of that uh, weird uh, apparition uh, starts up uh, happening in the town, and you have all these girls that are kind of uh, uh, possessed uh, by some um, by some affliction. And um, he ends up solving them, and uh, he ends up talking to them a fucking lot, and it's it's just crazy. Seriously, most of the anime and most of the author stuff is ninety five percent fucking talking, and Shaft adapt them, and they make this into the most visually fucking simulating shit you you've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's crazy. The, the animation's just gorgeous. I I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's absolutely fucking nuts, and uh, I I cannot convince you until you actually fucking watch it. So just try it out. Yeah. Uh, is there a, a certain Monogatari series people should start with? Uh, the beginning. Back in Monogatari. All right. Just start from the beginning. Yeah, All right. Yeah. A lot of people just ask about the the, the watch order. J- just go to Wikipedia. Uh, go by uh, release order. That's it. I, I believe the, the the only thing. Um, uh, I believe that they've not. They're not exactly in chronological order. There's also the movie that came later, but just watch them, and the order they release is fine. Okay. All right, that's, and that's it. Yeah, let's cut it off there. We still have many more genres to cover, but I'm I've been enjoying this. <laughs> so yeah, so at uh, video games. Oh, I've been playing the best game of all time recently. Wait, Street, Street Fighter Two. <laughs> no. Street Fighter Two. Yeah, just get on Fightcade. Look for Dad Hyphen SPC. I. I've been playing as E Honda lately. He's an mm. interesting kind of character in this. He has an advantage over all the characters without fireballs, but he's mm. weak against all the characters with fireballs. And, and if the opponents have fireballs, you have to kind of play a little mini game of just getting a- across their fireballs, getting close mm. enough to deal damage to them. Mm. And if, if you haven't played it, you think, oh, I can just use his. Uh, Headbutt, it launches him across the screen, right? No, a mm, lot of things st- stop it. There's... Yeah, that's weak to fireball, I think. So I, I was even pulling up the showeryuken.com wiki, just looking mm-hmm. for tips on how to not get my ass kicked by Ryu and Guile. 30 years later, Street Fighter 2 is still a phenomenal game. I, I know you don't like fighting games very much but yeah i i wish i could enjoy them but i don't like the the low content stuff i i don't like the impute combo uh impute move thing i don't like having like to, to practice combo and shit and more importantly i'm already not a fan of like competitive stuff i prefer like single player game so so this is like basically my worst genre 
Yeah, I generally prefer single-player games as well. I hate dealing with uh, other people, but with the mm. fighting game, you have to have a human opponent f to get the best out of it. Yeah, otherwise, basically. Otherwise, it's just figure out the computer's weakness and spam that over and over. Uh, like, no, no, not, not just even that. Uh, I know for Street Fighter 2, uh, you, you don't play single-player because the, the CPU is cheap as fuck. Yeah. yeah, with each new addition, they just made the... Yeah. The computer eat a lot harder, and 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 the most recent one, I think, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, the one where you can face Akuma at the end if you play perfectly. Oh, it's, you, you, it's you don't do absurd. that. You yeah. don't do that. <laughs> Akuma's basic. Akuma's in this game is basically unbeatable. Bro, I I need uh, I know some people that actually are able to be like um, some of the best best people some of the best fighters in the area for uh, for some games and even they couldn't do this first two fire too so yeah <laughs> yeah it's but playing against other humans with a good internet connection in the current year it mm. brings back a little bit of the memories of i have of playing this in arcades in the 90s just a bit I was too young for uh, the the arcades that were remaining, which is kind of sad because I used to live uh, uh, near one actually. Yeah, arc arcades in Western countries started phasing out around ninety eight, ninety nine, when yeah. cons consoles became just as powerful. So there's not much point in going to an arcade. Yeah, as a very young kid, my parents told me to not fucking go there. But but I was like um, at the time I was like between four to seven years old, so I was too young to go to an arcade. Yeah, yeah, not by yourself. Shit, I think when I was four, um, first game I, I sort of remember playing in an arcade. It was a Gauntlet Two, which mm. it had four players playable, and I quickly figured out that. Um, the character on screen was not moving along with my motions because I was just playing. It was like showing a demo screen and I was waggling the joystick. Mm. And my par parents were disappointed in that because they had to actually pay money to entertain me <laughs> after that. But aside from Street Fighter 2, I haven't been playing many Eastern games lately. Well, I just got my uh, Super Analog NT. Oh, yeah? I've been playing with that. It's it's really nice. Yeah, explain for the listeners what that does. Uh, it, it's an FPGA console. It basically, it's different from just a plain old emulation. It's kind of a chip emulation. Uh, I can't explain it in uh, high details, but basically, you have the chips called FPGA, uh, which are made to uh, to kind of emulate hardware by itself. So is this uh, doesn't just emulate the hardware; it has pieces of hardware in it that give a like a more accurate play. Yeah, it has an. Uh, it's like a special processor made to emulate old hardware. I can't explain it better than that. I, I just don't really understand but it's not an emulation machine right. it's it, it's not it's not like some bullshit with java and an emulator running it, it's like another kind of emulator entirely and yeah, what systems can it play 
Uh, just Super Nintendo for this one. All right, that's probably the most important console, to be honest. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's the one I wanted to play. I don't know, like this, I can actually finally play it on my HGTV without like needing some, some fucking adapter, some fucking box or whatever. Yeah, whenever a new piece of electronic hardware comes out, people try to put Linux on it, play Doom, or put a Super Nintendo emulator. Well, they, they already have cracked the firmware... Uh, bizarrely enough, they, they have not uh, uh, been attempted. Uh, I believe it has not been attempted yet to give it more cores to play other stuff, but it can actually uh, play ROMs directly from the SD card. However, what sucks is that since it's FPGA, um, the, the card chips are not emulated in the core. The, the card chips are, are taken as is, like yeah. if it was a, a real Super Nintendo. Yeah, I was going to ask, some of the later Super NES games have special chips in them to do certain things. How well does it handle those? Uh, it, it plays everything. It's as if it's a real Super Nintendo. It mm. handles all of it. Pretty sweet. You be, What good games you've been playing on it? Or have uh, you, so sorry, have I'll, you... just, I'll just finish what I've said. Oh, uh, because, uh, yeah, if you load ROMs, since it does not have the cart, uh, the chip on the cart, um, uh, some ROMs won't, won't run. However, I have an SD to SNES, which does handle the, all of the chips. So I, I can just put my SD to SNES on my uh, and Super Analogenti and I can play everything. But anyways, what I've been playing, um, I've been playing um, uh, Magical Quest uh, starring Minnie Ma- uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, by I... Capcom, so it's uh, Japanese. Yeah, Capcom made a bunch of Disney-themed games for the NES and Super NES. And they're all actually pretty good. Yeah, Capcom makes, at least used to make, good platformers. Uh, so yeah, it's actually kind of brutal. It's very fucking easy uh, to die, but uh, all of it is my fault because I finished the game with with four fucking hearts. When uh, you can find like, uh, you start with three. I found a single one when I could have found like what seven more. That that's pathetic, but well. <laughs> so so yeah, I. Um... Uh, uh, actually, the, the game is uh, surprisingly hard, but the game is uh, separated by small rooms uh, which act as a checkpoint, So it's and you have infinite continues, so whatever. I've also been playing some uh, games by Irem uh, called Rocky Rodent. Yeah. That shit is weird. Yeah. Doesn't Irem mostly make shoot-em-ups? Uh, they make weird game. They, they, uh, I believe RM is also um, responsible for that Hammering Harry uh, series. Yeah, I played those. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, Rocky Rodan is actually kind of hard as balls because uh, you just die so fucking easily. So that, it, yeah, that's one of the nine thousand one 
Sonic the Hedgehog clones that came out in the early 90s. Well, it's not... You said Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, the, the character can run, but well, the uh, otherwise... The, the way the character looks, definitely. Okay, they're, yeah. they're going for a furry character with attitude. Yeah, definitely. The thing in this is that you can collect air spray, which gives okay. you power. It's fucking dumb, but I love it. The game's kind of crappy, but whatever. I've also been playing some Japanese game I've had laying around. I had some game called Pachinko Special, but honestly, the Pachinko board on that are really fucking boring. Like, it's really not exciting, but maybe it's just because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, when and... you play Pachinko, it's... Is there any skill involved? You're just pressing a lever to make launch the ball, right? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say that there's entirely no skill, but uh, there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah. You're not like Kaiji where you can... No. <laughs> where you can cheat by altering the environment. No, but who knows? Maybe that's what you have to do in the game. Yeah. Because, because it's actually an adventure game. But uh, I can't read it, so I can't fucking play it. Ah. So, so I, I've also been playing some uh, Pup and Twinbee. Uh, yeah, good shoot em up. Yeah, uh, some really nice uh, cute em up. Uh, it's pretty playable, and uh, I love the Twinbee series. So yeah, that, that, that's what I've been playing on my analog Super Ante lately. Yeah. I've, I've also been playing some games. Uh, uh, that one's not Japanese. I've actually kickstarted this. Uh, it's a game that went entirely unreleased, but it was picked up by Pico Interactive. It's called uh, Sucks the Cat. Oh, yeah. Yes, that, I remember that... reading about that in Nintendo Power when I was a kid. When Bill Clinton was president, uh, yeah, he, yes. had, he had a cat named Socks. And they were going to make a platformer starring his cat. And the villains would be various Republican politicians. But exactly. it got canceled at some point. Exactly. Well, I have the card. The card that's been printed recently. Sweet. The, yeah, the I, game... heard, I heard the ROM got found recently. Well, uh, well, I suppose it got leaked. Because the, the, what happened is that Pico Interactive mm -hmm. is a company that uh, grabs... Um, uh, licenses from uh, f from dead franchise. They, they just buy them up. Uh, there there was a game called Forty Winks. Uh, there was an N sixty four version that was never released. They also made a card for that. That, that I also have. That was an adventure game on the PS one, I think. Yeah, I remember reading it in a magazine, and I was kind of hyped for it. And, uh, well, there it is. I have the cart now. I just have to play it. But that yeah, sounds pretty red. Sucks the cat. It, it kind of sucks. It's rough as hell. And th the second boss is uh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh, he's dropping nukes. Figures. And, yeah, it's, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> but, but, yes, th th that's what I've been playing so far on my analog and tea. Uh, I have a lot more games to play uh, and to finish first before uh, going into longer stuff, but I might play my repro uh, of uh, uh, once I have finished some game first, I might play my reproduction of uh, Stellar Moon, another story. It's the yeah, JRPG. Yeah. 
Yeah, I played a bit of that on the ROM, like eight freaking ages ago. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe ages in, ago. Yeah, maybe like 1999. I just went on a binge playing every ROM I could find for uh, NES, Super NES, and Genesis. That that game is pretty good, but it's also kind of NES art that time. Like the game is the, can be very unforgiving. Yeah, there, oh, when I went to Evo in Las Vegas two years ago, mm -hmm. there was a tournament of the Sailor Moon fighting game on Super Famicom, which is infamously a buggy, unplayable pile of shit. Is, is it that poverty Evo I've been uh, hearing about? Uh, no, this was actual official Evo tournament. They had the usual big name stuff. They had Street Fighter, Tekken, etc., but they had lots of little side tournaments, and one of them was this shitty game people were playing for laughs. Yeah, that that, that might be called uh, Poverty Evil that they call that they call oh. it. Oh, it's. I, I I I've seen some picture fly around, and it's like a tournament of uh, of some crappy game and not so crappy game for like the Super Nintendo and stuff like this. Uh, if I remember the. At some point, the, the Gundam Wing uh, fighting game on Super Nintendo, wasn't it? Uh, I have not heard the term Poverty Evo before, but it's pretty amusing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 a small tournament about like crappy fighting game, that, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, when I went there, they had a whole section with uh, CRT televisions. And they had Neo Geos and Super Nintendos and shit just to play older games properly. Fucking nice. Yeah, there, there were dudes playing Wind Jammers. Oh, Wind Jammers is pretty fucking good. I've heard. Yeah, there's a whole section for the Su Super Smash Brothers Melee players. Yes, they smelled like shit. <laughs> oh, the stench was awful, but yeah, I enjoyed going. I took a bunch of pictures. I'll look that up and I'll put a link to it in the show notes for anyone who's interested. All right, that all that right. was in August of 2019. I went. So anything else? No. Perfect. So I think we've been uh, going long enough. Yeah, 90 minutes is about the sweet spot for most podcasts. Perfect. So I uh, see you next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye.